hey, y'all, thank you so much for tuning into this message. We hope that it speaks to your life. And if you have questions, please contact us. You can contact us on the website at thousandhillsranchchurch.com or thousandhillsranchchurch at yahoo.com. And then you can also call us at 580-216-6427. And may God use this message to change your life. Um, well, uh, here's the thing. Um, I don't know if you've realized it yet, but Thousand Hills Ranch Church is a cowboy church. Um, and a lot of people, they, they, they go, well, if you're not a cowboy, are you welcome at Thousand Hills Ranch Church? And the answer is absolutely. Um, if you haven't figured it out, we, we want to do things in a Western type of way. Um, and we're proud of that. Uh, we are, are not apologetic for that. Um, but we also include and want to welcome everybody to our church. Uh, we desire to share, obviously, the lifestyle of the Western culture, and we're proud of that. We get to open the gate, so to speak, and allow you to become a part of that um, if you're not a part of the Western culture. But here's the other side of it. With, alongside of being able to share the cowboy part of it, the greatest part of getting to have a cowboy church is not just sharing about what we get to do as cowboys, but it's sharing about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. I mean, that's really what it's about. So uh, we want to we just make that disclaimer. Thousand Hills is unashamedly Christian and unapologetically cowboy. Um, that's who we are, um, and that's what we're going to do. <clears throat> so... Uh, that being said, I want to I talk to you a little bit today um, about uh, something, and, and it's, it's weaning season. Anybody know what weaning season is right now, right? On all uh, or most of the ranches around here, they are weaning their calves, right? Um, they, they have probably already weaned their calves, or they may be uh, getting ready to wean their calves. Well, I'm not a cattle expert, but I know a lot of cattle experts, and, uh, and, and there's a process to weaning uh, calves, and I want to talk to you a little bit about that today. First of all, um, I, get to, I get to go to some ranches, some great ranches. My buddy Marshall, who's actually here today, uh, invites me out every now and then to come out and take a few pictures and, and be able to, to get dirty with his uh, crew, and, and I just have a great time doing that. Well, on the Ivy Ranch, the Ivy Ranch actually, uh, they run about 850 mama cows. So they've got a pretty big operation. Uh, Marshall does a great job um, taking care of those cows. And uh, again, it's just a pleasure to ride with great cowboys uh, like Marshall. But, but on Marshall's ranch, and, and this may be different on your ranch, but here's what typically happens. Typically, they'll gather the mamas, the pears, and obviously they'll sort those mamas from the calves, right? They'll take the mama cows and they'll separate them and then they'll palpate them, which is mean they'll preg check them to see if they're open or if they have a calf inside of them. And then if they have a, uh, if they're open, they actually get sent to the plant, right? The packing plant and they go to make steaks uh, for your enjoyment um, if they are open. Now, if they are pregnant, then they go back out to the pasture and then they produce another calf. Typically, they are already bred back. And uh, so that's what a mama cow, that's what it means to be, you know, weaned from that mama cow. Well, when it comes to weaning calves, the same thing happens. I mean, you take this weaning calf, whether it's a steer or whether it's a heifer, and you wean it from its mother. Um, in other words, you take it, you may, you know, vaccinate it, get it ready for the winter. Um, then you may, you know, put it out to a pasture that butts up next to where the mama cows are. So the mama cows are on one side, the calves are on the other. That helps those calves maybe calm down and not be so stressed out because they can bay down right there by that fence. 
But that's a part of the weaning process. A part of it is also breaking those cattle to the, to the feed wagon, um, the, the, the ranch manager, whoever it is that takes care of them, the cowboy that takes care of them, maybe breaks them to you know, the feed wagon. They may revaccinate them uh, later on, and they may even have to doctor a few. Um, but that's the process of weaning calves. Now, here's the thing. Eventually, those calves will be weaned. And you say, well, what does that mean to be weaned? Well, here's what it means. It means that they, they, they surrender. They surrender to what they have to do to survive, right? They surrender their desire maybe for that mother's milk. And they surrender and say, if I'm going to live, I have to learn to live off of something else, right? The other part of it is they become content with their new life. Uh, they have to become content with their new life. I mean, they're not going to get to suck their mama anymore, so they've got to learn to feed on that cake or feed on that grass. And you say, well, why do they do that? Why do they wean them? Here's the truth. They wean them so that they'll grow, right? They wean them so that they'll grow, and then again, they'll be able to serve that meat, that steak onto your plate and so that you can eat that great steak. Well, here's the thing. In our spiritual lives, the same process takes place. That weaning process takes place. And you say, well, what do we have to be weaned from? Well, here's the truth. As individuals created by God, God has called us to be weaned from certain things. And you say, well, what are those? I'll give you a few examples. Jesus, you know, he died on the cross so that we could be weaned from our sin. Amen? Can we get a little lively going in here? I feel like I'm talking to, you know, the wall. Come on now. Well, Jesus died so that we could be weaned from our sin. When we give ourselves to Jesus, when we accept him as our Lord and Savior, he weans us from the power that sin has on us so that we can say no to sin. Right? I mean, that's pretty cool. Now, here's the other thing. We're called to wean ourselves from the ways of the world. You know, the world promises certain things like, hey, you're going to, you know, if you'll just wear this, you'll be cool. If you'll just drink this, you'll be even more cool. If you buy this, if you spend this money, if you make all this money, then you'll really, you know, be somebody. Well, God has called us to be weaned from the things of the world, right? Not to rely on them too much, but to enjoy them, but to hold loosely to the things of the world. The other thing is, if we already know Christ, then Christ oftentimes weans us off the milk that we've eaten maybe for years or drank for years, and he takes us to some meat. And you say, well, how does that happen? Well, that's what we're going to talk about a little bit today. The truth is, we are all in different stages of this weaning process. Some of you have not yet been weaned from the sin in your life. You've not accepted Christ in your life. And can I just tell you, thank you for being here. You're the reason that we created this church. This church isn't for a bunch of church people to come together and have a great time, even though we do that. This church is, is created for those that haven't been weaned from their sin. Can I get an amen on that? <clears throat> um, but here's the thing. We're all in different stages of this weaning process. Again, some people haven't been weaned from their sin and, and the power of sin over them. Some people have been weaned and they're just learning how to feed on the things of God, right? Some people are just learning how to do that and we praise God for them too. Um, here, here's the thing. Can I just share this with you real quick? I believe there ought to be three types of people in our church. First of all, we ought to have people that don't know Jesus. We ought to have people that are new believers that are kind of growing, you know, new in their faith. And then we ought to have mature Christians in our church. 
Those are the three types of people that we ought to have in our church. If we're missing one of those people, one of those type of people, then our church is not growing. Can I get a witness on that? I mean, that's the truth. I need you to listen to that because some people, they just say, well, let's go. I mean, let's just get all our Christian folks together and let's just do this thing. No, it's about having all three types of people so that they can hear and experience the gospel. Well, here's the thing. Whatever stage uh, that you're in, here's the truth. Weaning is a part of life. It's a part of life. You're going to be weaned from something in your life. Number one, uh, if you're taking notes today, I want to talk about the spiritual truths about spiritual weaning. Number one is this. You ready? You guys taking notes? Got your orange card out? Thank you guys very much. Weaning, number one is this. Weaning is hard. <laughs> I, know, I know that's prophetic. I know that's really deep. But I'm just that type of guy. I don't know about you, but I, when I get weaned from something, it's hard. Um, you know, you take that wean calf, that wean calf might ball for hours. It might walk, uh, Marshall shared with me that some of these calves, they may, in these bigger pastures, they may walk 40 to 50 miles looking for their mama in a day. It's hard. It's hard on a calf. That calf may lose weight. That calf may get sick because it's off of its mama's milk. But here's the truth. It's hard. And when we, when we go through things in life, it's the same way. Sometimes it can be painful. When God weans us from our sin, it can really be painful. I don't, I don't know if you've ever been weaned from any sins, but I have. Um, <laughs> I have. Um, I don't know about you, but I, I struggle with this thing, this P word called pride. Anybody struggle with pride? If you're not raising your hand, you're prideful. And you're struggling with pride. Now, here's the thing. I, I, some, sometimes I, I and, and again, I'm not ever going to be over this, but I try. I try hard. Sometimes I feel like it's all about me. Anybody there? Anybody live your life and you're thinking, well, this is all about me. <laughs> sometimes I think I'm always right. Anybody ever feel that way? Not about me, about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Some of you guys are looking at me, yep, he's that way. Well, here's the thing. You know, when I got married, I got married at 28 years old. And you know, one of the, the first year of our marriage, can I just share with you? My wife would contest to this, and it's not about her necessarily, but it was a living hell. Anybody have a honeymoon from hell? Can I just get a witness? Please, somebody. Somebody love me here. <laughs> The honeymoon from hell. My wife and I, uh, I mean, we love each other. We have an awesome marriage, but our first year of marriage was hell. You know why? Because I was selfish. I thought I was ready for marriage. I thought I, you know, knew a lot of stuff about marriage. My major in college was family development, for Christ's sake. <laughs> and I didn't have a clue on how to, how to be, you know, humble. I didn't have a clue how to put my wife first. And I had to learn that. I don't know about you, but that's hard. I mean, that's hard. You know, you know when you get weaned from a sinful uh, thing that's going on in your life, a sin that's in your life, it's hard. Some of you guys maybe have experienced an addiction that you've had to come o- overcome through Christ. That's hard. Some of you guys have experienced a death of a loved one. That's hard, right? I mean, that's hard. It's not easy. Some of you guys maybe have... Um, you experienced, and, and maybe uh, in my life I've experienced this as well. We put other things ahead of God, and therefore God has to wean us from those things. You know what those are called? They're called idols. 
And you say, are you talking about those little, you know, gold calves? No, I'm not talking about that stuff. I'm talking about, you know, maybe it's a hobby that you put more investment in than you do the Lord. Maybe it's something that you spend more time in and doing that you're putting ahead of the Lord. Maybe it's a horse. Maybe it's a truck. I don't know what you worship or what you think is more important than God. Maybe it's a job that you have. It's more important than God. You know what those are called? They're called idols. And sometimes God has to wean us from those idols. And it's hard. It's painful. We don't like the pain. Uh, We don't like being stretched. But here's the truth. It is necessary to be weaned. It's necessary. Sometimes God takes discipline and uses discipline to teach us how to be weaned. Anybody ever been disciplined by God? Yeah, I have. I'm just getting a confession today. Um, I've been disciplined by God. But here's the thing. When God disciplines us and he weans us in that way, guess what? It's for our benefit. Listen to Hebrews chapter 12, verses 10 and 11. For our earthly fathers disciplined us for a few years, doing the best they knew how. But God's discipline is always good for us so that we might share in his holiness. No discipline is enjoyable while it is happening. It's painful. But afterward, there will be a peaceful harvest of right living for those who are trained in this way. Do you see what discipline produces in our lives? I don't know about you, but I don't like discipline. <laughs> I was disciplined so much that I just grew not to like it. <laughs> um, but, but here's the truth. When, when we are disciplined by God, that's a good thing. You know what he's trying to do? He's trying to wean us from the things that are going to be harmful in our lives. And that's, the, that's a good thing. Here's another thing. I think sometimes God weans us from things that are good so that he can give us things that are the best. Anybody ever been there? I mean, I want you to listen. I mean, uh, just like that mama cow. I mean, that mama cow takes care of that calf, right? I mean, she's a good mama. But that calf has to be weaned from that mama so that calf can grow and grow and grow. Here's the other truth. I mean, again, sometimes we have to be weaned from things that are good so that we can experience things that are God's best. Now, let let me give you a few examples. Some of you are in a relationship, some of you are young and you're, you're dating or you're a teenager or whatever, and you're in a relationship, you know, it's good, but it's not God's best. Some of you need to be weaned from that relationship so that you can experience God's best. And you know how I know that? Because I experienced that as well. Before I met my wife, probably five or six years before I met my wife, I was dating a girl, her name was Christy, and uh, she was a good girl. We had a great relationship. But she wasn't what God's best was for me. You know who was God's best for me? Heather. (laughs) And you know what I had to do? I had to break up with that girl so that God could take me through a process in meeting my future wife. Some of you guys are in a relationship, and I'm not talking about marriage. I'm not asking you to get out of a marriage. That's wrong. Listen, but if you're in a dating relationship or you're in a relationship that you know is not healthy and it's not God's best for you, you need to say, see you later. You know why? Because God has something better for you. Maybe it's a job. Maybe you need to be weaned from that job. And you're thinking, you know, I, 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 this is a good job. I get paid good. I mean, I get all this stuff. But listen, maybe it's not God's best for you. Maybe he's got something better for you. Maybe it's friends. Maybe your friends are okay and they're good, but they're kind of dragging you down. They're complacent and lazy and they don't love Jesus maybe. And they're just dragging you down. Maybe you need to be weaned from some of those friends so that you can experience 
growth. I don't know what it is for you, but sometimes God, he releases us from things that are good so that he can give us things that are the best. Well, the truth is the hard part of being weaned is temporary. I want you to listen to this. When that calf, after a few days, guess what? He'll stop bawling and he'll go to eating the cake from the cake wagon. He'll go to eating the hay that's there provided for him. And guess what? His dependency gets off of the things that, the milk that he once had. And then it goes on to something new, something better, something that's going to help him grow even more. The same is true for us. When we give up the sins of life, when we give up the good for God's best, guess what? We become more dependent on Christ and what he can offer us, and we become even better in life. Is that, I mean, that's true. I I think that's true. Um, We we can wean ourselves onto God's word. We can wean ourselves onto a, a church that loves us. We can wean ourselves onto godly friends that are gonna help us grow in our faith. But it's hard to get there. And that's number one. Number two is this. Weaning produces growth. Weaning produces growth. Cowboys don't take calves off their mamas just because they want to laugh at them and go, hey, look at that balling calf. That calf's struggling. Ha, ha, ha. They don't do that. And here's the truth. A lot of times we think God's that way. We think, well, he just wants us to to struggle. He wants us to, to experience pain, but that's not true. God doesn't get a thrill out of watching us suffer. Guess what? He loves us enough that he suffers with us. He feels our pain. He knows when we're hurting. But listen, when we are weaned, it helps us grow. It helps us grow. You say, well, what kind of growth does spiritual weaning produce? Here's a couple things. When we allow Christ to forgive us of our sins, guess what we get? Eternal life. When we allow him to wean us and we accept him into our lives and we surrender our lives to him, it produces salvation in our lives. He covers our sin. He covers our past. He covers all the things that we do wrong and he makes us holy and worthy to God. Is that not a good thing? I mean, am I going to have to throw my hat at somebody to get a little excitement in here? I mean, seriously, that's a great thing. You say, well, what does this weaning produce? When we are weaned from our sin by accepting Christ, we get salvation. Can I get an amen on that? We get salvation. Here's the other thing. When we allow God to cleanse us daily from the sins that we commit daily, day after day, guess what it produces? It produces righteousness. It produces holiness. It produces peace in our lives. It produces purity in our lives. And you say, well, what else does it produce? When we know Christ, a lot of times he takes us from spiritual milk to spiritual meat. And instead of just settling for the things that we've always known about Jesus, the things that we were taught as a child, we begin to read his word on our own. We begin to pray on our own. We uh, ask somebody to maybe mentor us so that we can go from being sucking on that milk to eating true meat, true word of God. I mean, that's a great thing. What else does it produce? Contentment. I don't know about you, but uh, contentment is something that, that maybe I struggle with. Maybe you struggle with it too. Just like that calf eventually is going to become content. Guess what? God can make you content as well. He can do it. Listen to Psalm 131 verses 1 and 2. It says, Lord, and David is talking, and it says, Lord, my heart is not proud. My eyes are not haughty. I don't 
concern myself with matters too great or too awesome for me to to grasp. Instead, I have calmed and quieted myself like a weaned child who no longer cries for its mother's milk. Yes, like a weaned child is my soul within me. Do you see what this is producing? Like that weaned child who is just content with being with his mom, not the milk anymore, just content being with his mom. Listen, when God weans us from the things that are harming us, we can truly just be content with just God. I mean, mean, again, that's a great thing. So here's the truth. You know, weaning produces growth. Here's the last thing and I'm done. Weaning is worth it. Weaning is worth it. Um, you know, mamas, you know, mama cows, you know, they, they produce uh, another calf when the weaning takes place. They get to go on to raise another calf. That calf will put on weight and that calf will grow. And, and so here's the truth. It's worth it. It's worth it to wean that calf. It's worth it to make that profit. And allowing God to wean us pays off in the end. It's worth it to be weaned from your sin. It's worth it to be weaned from just what is good to experience what is best. It's worth it. It's worth it to give up our sin. It's worth it to give up what's good for what is best. It's worth it to surrender our lives to Christ. It's worth it. The struggle, the struggle of being weaned is worth it. 2 Corinthians 4, 17 says this, For our present troubles are small and won't last very long, yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. And so here's my question for you today. What is God weaning you from? What does he want to wean you from? I want to ask you to bow your head and close your eyes for just a second. Maybe you're here today, and and some of you, you know Christ personally, but God is trying to wean you from something that you know is not right, and you're bawling about it. You're fighting it. Can I just tell you, maybe you need to humble yourself, and maybe you need to allow God to wean you from that sin or from, from what is not his best so that he can produce something better in you. Some of you are here today and you're settling for, again, what is good rather than living for what is best. Can I just tell you, every time that I've given up what is good, God has provided something even better. Every time. He's never failed me. He's never let me down. He's never just, you know, he's never disappointed me. He's always pulled through. He's always been faithful and he always will be. And so maybe some of you guys need to be weaned from something. Maybe it's, again, a sin. Maybe it's just that, that, that complacency. Maybe it's a, a relationship. Maybe it's a job. Maybe it's, your, you know, a sin in your life like mine, like pride or, you know, or something else. Maybe it's an addiction. I don't know what it is. But maybe you need to be weaned from that today. Some of you, you've never allowed God to wean you from sin through, through his son, Jesus. Some of you are here today and you've never truly experienced 
the love of Christ because you have not asked him to forgive you of your sin. You've not asked him to to give you a new life. You've not surrendered your life to him. And so maybe that's you today. Maybe you need to be weaned from your sin. You need to gain that power that only Christ can give you so that you can overcome the sin in your life. Here's the truth. You cannot do it on your own. Some of you are like, hey, you know, if I just uh, try harder, if I just uh, give more, if I just go to church more, listen, all those things are good. But listen, if you're going to overcome sin in your life, you have to surrender your life to Jesus Christ. If you're going to have a great marriage, you have to surrender your life to Jesus Christ. If you're going to raise great kids, you have to surrender your life to Jesus. He's the only way that you can overcome the things of this world and the sin in your life. And so maybe you need to do that. Maybe you need to surrender today. Maybe you just need to say, okay, God, I want to be weaned. I want to be weaned from my sin. I want you to forgive me of my sin, and I want you to come into my life, and I want you to save me. Maybe that's you today. Maybe right where you're at, you just need to pray a simple prayer. and Just say, Lord, I, I, I need your forgiveness. I'm a sinner, and I know that you can be my Savior. And I ask you to forgive me of my sin and come into my life. Maybe you just need to pray that right now. Just right there in your heart, you just give your life to Jesus. Listen, if you, if you just did that, or maybe you prayed that prayer just now, or maybe you've got more questions, listen, we want to know about it. All we ask you to do is fill out an orange card, place it in a yellow bucket, and we'll contact you. If you want to come to find me after church, I would love to answer any questions that you have so that you can come to know Christ and be weaned from that sin and that destruction that you're going to face if you don't know him. And so maybe that's you today. And maybe, again, you're a Christian and you just need prayer. We would love to pray for you. Maybe you want to write it down on that card, put it in a yellow bucket, and we can add it to our prayer list, and we will pray faithfully for you. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to close this in a word of prayer. If you, um, again, if you want to, if you're a first-time guest, we would love to connect with you um, right outside this north door. Let's pray together. Lord, we come to you and we thank you that, that we can be weaned from the things that are, that, are, that are harmful to our lives. Lord, I thank you that, that you have given us the power to overcome sin. I thank you that you have given us uh, a future of hope. And I, I thank you that you have in store for us what is best for us. And so, Lord, help us not to settle for what is just good. Wean us from the things in our lives that we need to be weaned from so that we can grow in you, so that we can flourish, so that we can, we can help others grow in you, and so that we can experience your best. And so, Lord, we give you our lives, and we thank you. It's in your holy name I pray. Amen. Thank you guys for being here today. Again, we want to thank you for listening to this message. And if you have questions, please contact us. We would love to visit with you. Again, Thousand Hills Ranch Church at yahoo.com, or you can contact us by phone, 580 216 6427. And may God bless the ride you're on.